Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. You're listening to Radio Rounds, a talk show created and hosted by physicians in training, where today's stories are told by tomorrow's doctors. Coming up on today's episode, Radio Rounds director and co-founder Dr. Lakshman Swamy sits down with Dr. Steve Weinberger, executive vice president and CEO of the American College of Physicians. They'll talk about where the ACP is going and how they strive to strike just the right balance in providing care to the right patients at the right time, meeting the needs of everyone involved. You know, as, as we think about medical care, we have to recognize we are a service profession. And to be, to be blunt, it's not about us. It's about the patients whom we serve. And we have to keep in mind what they want, how they want to get it, the care that we need to give needs to be evidence-based, but at the same time take into account um, patients' needs, goals, and, and preferences. And it's an interesting balance that, that we have to uh, address. More from our conversation with Dr. Steve Weinberger right now on Radio Rounds. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. I'm Dr. John Corker. We hear again this week from Radio Rounds host Lakshman Swamy as he had the chance to interview Dr. Steve Weinberger at the recent Lown Institute Conference in San Diego. Steve is the Executive Vice President and CEO of the American College of Physicians, as well as a pulmonary critical care physician and medical educator at Harvard and the University of Pennsylvania. Stephen Luxman will discuss where the ACP is moving and how it has evolved to help physicians help their patients. They specifically discuss the ACP's triple aim toward reducing costs, improving care, and improving the health of the entire population. And now, Dr. Steve Weinberger. Welcome to Radio Rounds, everyone. I'm Lakshman Swamy, and I'm here in San Diego, sunny San Diego, at the uh, 2015 Lown Institute Conference for Right Care. And sitting across the table from me, I'm very excited to be talking to Dr. Steve Weinberger. Uh, Steve, welcome to the show. Thank you. Good to be here. Now, Steve, among your many accomplishments, you're currently the Executive Vice President and CEO of the American College of Physicians, which, uh, of course, I'm a member of as an internal medicine resident. It's Doctors for Adults, or the internist's organization. But in addition to that, maybe a little bit in your prior life, you uh, were by training an internist as well as a pulmonary critical care doctor, spent a lot of time in my now my city of Boston, um, and you taught medicine there as well at Harvard, and uh, I understand now that you've moved to Philly for the ACP, you are uh, also still involved with teaching at the University of Pennsylvania. That's correct, and, and I actually still am, am involved in teaching at, at Harvard, so I still go back up and, and do some uh, teaching both in the preclinical and the clinical environment. Wonderful. So, Steve, you've now been the CEO of the ACP for about five years, and uh, as you said, and my I guess my question is, where do you see, what is the organization, what is the direction the organization is moving in right now? Uh, and is that in any way different than what it has kind of done traditionally? Well, I think when, when you look at medical professional organizations, one can think of them as either trade organizations for the, for the, um, for the physician and, and for the members, or one can think of them as organizations that are having a sort of higher level priority of what is important for healthcare. 
And um, I would say that ACP is very much focused on, on the latter. Uh, I mean, we, we feel that the important thing is that the patients, the general public, um, they're ultimately the recipients of what we do as, as healthcare providers. And so a lot of the things that we are focused on um, will be ultimately aimed at making care better, making the health of the population better, reducing costs, the so-called triple, triple aim of, of health care. We are very much interested in helping physicians, but we're interested in helping physicians so that they can help their, their patients. So a lot of the things that we're involved in, uh, historically, um, ACP, as with other organizations, is very much involved in um, education and developing educational resources for physicians, setting clinical standards as well, uh, publishing new science, uh, for example, with the Annals of Internal Medicine. But I would say recently, a lot of our focus has been more how can we make healthcare better? Mm -hmm. And that involves improving access to healthcare, um, insurance, insurability for, for patients. We've been strong advocates for the Affordable Care Act. We've also been very much interested in reducing the cost of care. We have something called a high-value care initiative, which we started back in 2010. And another area that I'm particularly interested in right now is um, the area of making care a true partnership with patients. And a couple of years ago, we established a center for patient partnership in um, in healthcare, and the idea behind that is to assure that patients are partners in their own care, the individual physician-patient relationship, which is sort of at a micro level, but also at a more macro level for design of practice and how we deliver care. So, you know, as as a as an internist in training myself, uh, it's certainly one of our big. Uh, one of, one of our major roles is that we are, you know, the primary care provider, both in the outpatient setting, uh, you know, I have my panel of patients, as well as in the inpatient setting, you know, we're the ones coordinating the care, we're the ones who are kind of ultimately responsible for what's happening. And I think that that, that lends itself to our kind of um, specialty organization, the ACP, uh, looking at the bigger picture, as you said. Now, we're here speaking at the Lown Institute conference, um, and this conference has a little bit of a different spin than some of the others. So how do you see the ACP fitting in here? Well, the, the Lown Conference is focused on right care. And, and I think that right care is a very reasonable way of, of looking at this. We've been interested in, in overuse and misuse of care, but there's also a lot of underuse of appropriate care. So what we're looking for is having patients get the right care at the right time and being able to deliver it in ways that meet their, meet their needs, their values, their goals, their, their preferences. Um, and, and I think that, you know, as, as we think about medical care, we have to recognize we are a service profession. And to be, to be blunt, it's not about us. It's about the patients whom we serve. Mm -hmm. And we have to keep in mind what they want, how they want to get it, the care that we need to give needs to be evidence-based, but at the same time take into account um, patients' needs, goals, and, and preferences. And it's an interesting balance that, that we have to uh, address. Dr. Weinberger, I, I appreciate that you've kind of characterized it as such because I think what's, as an internist in training, 
I feel like my role really is to guide patients through a very complicated system. And, and, you know, a lot of times it's me kind of describing procedures, risks and benefits, giving almost more of an informed consent unofficially than they'll get officially when they're in the hospital, when they're undergoing some kind of surgical procedure. The, the healthcare system is very difficult to navigate. Um, even those of us as healthcare providers, we often are flummoxed by how difficult it is to, to navigate. And I think any of us, if you become a patient or you go through bills that a relative gets, you realize it's very confusing. Um, and uh, what, what we need to be able to do is to help patients through that. It's much harder for them even than it is for us. So let's take a step back. Now, we've talked a lot about your role in the ACP. Now, considering these big systems issues and, you know, helping patients get the care they need, how do you kind of put that in context with your clinical training as a pulmonologist and critical care doctor? Well, I put it in in that context uh, a lot through the teaching that I do. And I think that the kinds of things that we're talking about right now are often things that faculty have not been aware of, we're not trained um, uh, about. And the issue of role modeling is so important for residents Mm -hmm. and for medical students. And what we need to be doing is assuring that the faculty are going forth with the same sets of values that they can impart to the trainees, not only in terms of what they say, but it's actually what they do. You know, I think it, it, that sometimes it's, it's even for us very difficult to kind of take the actions that we want to see in the, cha- the changes in the system. So I know, for example, we were talking about um, preoperative testing and how, how difficult it is when you're the patient to kind of do things differently when you know it doesn't necessarily make sense, you know it's not necessary, you know it's not evidence-based, but when you're the patient, everything changes. Yes, that's absolutely right. I, mean, I, I had a... Uh an incident where I had a torn medial meniscus in my knee. And um, I'm very much attuned to the whole area of overuse and misuse of care. But when I was told I needed to get preoperative testing, a bunch of blood tests, chest X-ray, EKG, none of which I needed, did I have the courage to say, no, I don't need that, I don't want to get that? Unfortunately, no, I did not. Um, so in the, in the role of a patient, I think we all feel... Um, that we don't necessarily have the ability to express the kinds of things that we would like to. And, I mean, that's a situation where you're essentially an expert on this topic. Uh, So I think it raises, that makes me immediately think that it's unfair to ask our patients to just stand up and have that voice. We really need to build the system to support that. That's exactly right. We need to build the system to support that, and also we as healthcare providers need to put ourselves in the patient's shoes Mm -hmm. and think what would this feel to us, feel like to us, if we were having this experience that they're having right now with their health or their illness right. in the healthcare system. Which I have to say is, is, I think, very difficult for a lot of us because many of us who, as we're in training, haven't really gone through that to the same degree. Uh, we haven't really been patients in the same way that, that feeling that sense of vulnerability. Um, how, how do you suggest or how do you advise medical students, residents, who are, you know, actively, you know, how many, how many residents are there who are doing, for example, informed consent across the country? How can you, how do you advise us to kind of do this better when it's very hard for us to step into the shoes of the patient and it's, we're very much, you know, 
uh, immersed in the care that in the clinical world that we're in. Yeah. Well, one of the things that we've been interested in um, is using patients as teachers. So it, it, it is hard for us often to envision what it's like for, for the patient to go through. And, and when we have a patient sitting in front of us for 10 minutes, 15 minutes, it's often hard to find the time to, to go over these things. On the other hand, I think that what um, medical schools need to do and training programs need to do is to recognize that patients themselves can teach us. That's in, in a separate setting from the actual delivery of care, but telling what their experiences, what their problems have been like, and also using patients, I think, more effectively to evaluate our trainees so that we can get a sense of whether or not the trainee was able to communicate things appropriately. Was the trainee taking into account the patient's needs, goals, and preferences? Did, did the trainee listen to the patient, or did the trainee constantly interrupt the patient so that the patient could not get out what he or she wanted to say? So there are, I think, ways of approaching this in the training environment if we change the way that we do training. I, yeah, I think that that's just invaluable. In my, in my own experience as a, as a medical student, first, when we had uh, real and simulated patients, it, just people who are not clinical who are interacting with us, it it's, makes a huge difference. Right. You know, one of the other problems, and I think this is particularly true in the medical school setting, where there are a lot of these non-clinical items that we want to build into the curriculum, and obviously there's limited time in the curriculum, but, but the issue is that they're often kind of scrunched into the first and second year when the student doesn't have any clinical experience. Right. So these are all things that, that they can't really interpret because they don't have the clinical context. So to build these things in effectively, we need to integrate them into the clinical care mm -hmm. that we provide, and that's where the role modeling from faculty comes in. Yeah, you know, I would suggest that a nice place for that might be the fourth year, the magical year in which you're, That's, you know. Right, the, 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 uh, the medical education wasteland is right, the exactly. fourth year. Right. Exactly. Well, you know, Steve, I, I really appreciate your time with us on Radio Rounds. I think it's, it's so, so valuable to hear advice from someone who's really leading the way in, in uh, tackling overuse, misuse, underuse, all the aspects of what you, know, what you might call wrong care in this, in this conference. Um, it's, it's, been, it's been really insightful to hear from you. Thank you very much. I appreciate it being on the show. That was Radio Rounds Lakshman Swami with Dr. Steve Weinberger, Executive Vice President and CEO of the American College of Physicians. For more information on the ACP and how you can get involved, please visit www.acponline.org. As we've mentioned before, the Lown Institute is dedicated to transforming healthcare systems and improving the health of communities. They focus on the concept of, quote, right care, end quote, in an era where both impaired access to care and overtreatment are equally destructive issues at play in caring for us in our times of greatest need. Check them out at launinstitute.org. Join us in the coming weeks for more from Lakshman at the recent Lown Institute conference in San Diego. In the meantime, remember that you can download podcasts of all past episodes. Just search the iTunes store for Radio Rounds or visit www.radiorounds.org. You can also contact our team via email, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter. All of that information at radiorounds.org. Production made possible in part by MedPlus Advantage. Sponsored by the American Medical Association. Providing group disability and life insurance to students and residents through participating educational institutions. Visit us at medplusadvantage.com.
AMA Insurance is pleased to introduce an individual disability insurance plan called Essentials for MedPlus Advantage participants. Through this plan, eligible graduating medical students have a special one-time opportunity to apply for high-quality individual disability insurance with no intrusive or time-consuming medical exams and only a few basic questions, and with discounted premiums. Apply now as the enrollment period ends soon. Of course, please remember that the views and opinions expressed on Radio Rounds are not representative of the views and opinions of the partners of Radio Rounds. Thanks so much for joining us, everyone, and have a great week. For our entire staff here at Radio Rounds, I'm John Corker, and one day, I'll be your doctor.